Morning, seven past seven. Big call from the Nats today. Cell phone ban is coming to a school near you. A lot of countries, including Australia, do it. So why have we been so slow? The National Party leader, Christopher Luxon's with us. Morning. Morning, Mike. Work us through the ban. How blanket is it and how much do schools get to make up the rules? Well, it's quite simple. We'll pass a regulation and then uh, schools will have to uh, pass that through. And essentially it's banning mobile phones at school during classroom and during lunchtime uh, and recess. And it's important because... They're a major distraction, and we've got abysmal student achievement records here in New Zealand, and we've got to do something about it. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. The Labor government say uh, it should be up to the schools. Why are they wrong? Uh, well, what the, what they're doing isn't working. When half our kids show up at high school not ready to go at the standard they need to be, half our 15-year-olds fail a basic maths, reading, and writing test, and I think we're at, when we're all out of the top 10 countries in the world on maths, reading, and science, we have a problem. Neither we're serious about solving it, and what we see from evidence all around the world uh, all the Labour-led premiers in every state in Australia have actually implemented something similar. Uh, this is good common-sense policy. Yeah, if you look at it, all of Australia, France, uh, Netherlands, Spain, Singapore, Bangladesh, parts of Italy, the UK, so we're behind on this, aren't we? Yeah, we are, and I think the research is really compelling. Basically, when you ban the mobile phones, uh, student achievement goes up, and actually those um, low-achieving you know, learners actually even do better as well. So... You know, the reality is, you know, schools can work out how they do it. I was in a school yesterday. They just say, look, don't bring your phones to school. If you have to, to liaise with mum or dad for a pick-up afterwards, fine, drop it into reception, pick it up at the end of school. Um, and they all do. You reminded me, I watched you on the news last night. You were spelling cat, K-A-T. They tried to make oh, mate, fun. I, they tried to make fun. Is this, is this what they're into? Is this how the media is going to play oh, this? Well, no, well, it was quite amusing. I walked into that classroom. There was 30 very excited five-year-olds. They thought I was showing up in a top hat and a sword for some weird reason. And then I had the boys performing for the cameras, and uh, they were all then shouting out how they spell words and trying to impress me with their stuff, and uh, oh, it was hilarious. But, gee, the excitement of five-year-olds, that was quite something. Was Why quite don't something. you turn up in a top hat and a sword? <laughs> I think I should. I think I might try it on. Yeah, see preci- it works. <laughs> precisely. See what TV3 to do with that. Anyway, back to the business of the phones. Are you making the decision on behalf of the schools? In other words, the schools would like to make the decision, but they can't because parents will moan and students will moan. It's too big a fight to buy. You do it for them, therefore solving their problem. It certainly makes it easier for the schools. I mean, many schools have already implemented it and are very successful with it. Um, others aren't. Uh, if that means that we're the bad guys and that they're forcing it through on the back of us, that's fine by me. Um, I'm not prepared to write off a generation of Kiwis. Uh, the academic achievements, the problem that we've got in education. So either we're serious about sorting this stuff out or we're not. And um, this is a logical, common sense, not political, not deeply ideological. It's just saying these things cause distraction and disturbance in classroom. Yeah. The research is really clear. Let's stop it. While I've got you, this thing from BlackRock yesterday, as, as much as we want to go renewable 100%, my understanding is we can't. It's 95% beyond that. It gets too expensive. There's no investment return. Uh, BlackRock may or may not have the money. This I don't understand what the government were trying to do yesterday. Is there any money from BlackRock? Uh, and is it a good deal or not? Well, look, I actually welcomed the initiative. I thought it underscores exactly what I've been saying on roading and, and other infrastructure across New Zealand, that the world is awash with pension fund money, sovereign wealth money that wants to invest in long-term infrastructure. But what was interesting here was the government hasn't had to put anything into it uh, or do anything about it, um, and yet they go give a quarter of a billion dollars to Fonterra and to Blue Scope, very profitable companies, yeah. uh, taxpayers' money is given out that way. They then want to spend $16 billion of taxpayer money on Lake Onslow, um, which, again, we've got private firms that want to make those investments. So why would you you know, throw away good taxpayer money after? And, and to be honest, Mike, the other big problem is that 
I was at a wind farm in Wellington, two years to build the thing, eight years to consent it. So the issue is our abysmal consenting, and, and Parker's RMA new legislation is a debacle. Everyone who's in that sector and the energy sector says it just makes doing stuff even harder. Uh, and so, you know, the government should be focused on consenting and not giving away taxpayers' money and corporate welfare. And that's what that deal illustrates me yesterday. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.